we've had to adopt technology in a new way to communicate over video conference, over podcast, over mechanisms that we were not using before. I don't think that is going away. A lot of advisors used to just be local, right? I'm going to prospect in within 25 miles of my office because those are the clients I can meet with. Now that we're all meeting over video conference, you can take the type of client that you serve and you can go create a national niche. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, everybody. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest, Danny Fava, is the head of strategic development at InvestNet. Danny works closely with InvestNet's business product and client-facing teams to advance and accelerate the firm's strategic vision. She draws on more than 15 years of wealth management and technology experience to identify and prioritize transformative opportunities for enabling financial advisors to provide essential advice in a rapidly evolving marketplace. Danny was also responsible for launching TD Ameritrade's voice-first capabilities, which deploy conversational AI for communicating with advisors. She was named to the 2020 IA25 by Think Advisor, which also honored her as one of the top women in wealth tech for 2019. Hello, everybody. I'm here today with Danny Fava, the head of strategic development at InvestNet. Thanks for joining us today, Danny. Great to be here, Larry. Yes, it's awesome to see you again next time, hopefully in person with the pandemic, but it's always good to chat with you. So you just finished a long tenure, which included some unbelievable work while you were at TD Ameritrade, and you recently made a career move to another industry leader, InvestNet. Can you tell us a little bit about your role there and what you are set to accomplish? Yeah, I'd love to. While I was at TD Ameritrade, I was the director of innovation. And that was such a fun job that I sort of created for myself. My job was to build new and exciting technology for financial advisors like yourself. And I was so fortunate to have the space to do that and thought that I would never find another home to kind of bring that talent to. But InvestNet, which is a technology provider for financial advisors, as well as an asset manager, they were really excited to make this space for me. They've recently stood up a strategy office. And so my job as a head of strategic development is really to keep my finger on the pulse of all of the trends, build new and cool technology solutions for financial advisors. And I'm also involved in investments and acquisitions, which is another thing that's near and dear to my heart because I just love talking about startups and what new technologies are coming out on the market for advisors and their clients. So are you helping InvestNet kind of be on the lookout for the next great technology that they might want to incorporate into their ecosystem? Yep, that's 
falls right within part of my job. So hopefully I'm casting a wide enough net and I'm really talking to as many people as I can. And what I do as part of my research, really, a lot of it has to do with Twitter, believe it or not. I love to just listen to what people are talking about, what people are excited about, where people are investing their time and their money. And really what that comes out to are trends in the marketplace. And that's a really, really fun job. So is it safe to say that you know about every single one of those technology providers that Michael Kitsis puts on his technology map every quarter or so? (laughs) There's a lot of them there, for sure. (laughs) So I would say there's probably some blind spots that I have, just too many to keep up with. But hopefully I understand the underlying trends in technology that they are all building on top of. I need my glasses just to see and be able to read all the technology providers on there. And I think you're one of the most technology savvy people when it comes to our industry financial services. What do you see from a client perspective? What are going to be some of the biggest changes coming in the next few years that clients may look to and expect to see coming down the pike for them? Yeah. Honestly, Larry, if you ask me this question once a month, I will probably have a different answer every time you ask me. Today, I'm excited about, I'll give you two words that I kind of boil this down to. It's democratization or decentralization of investing. What it really means is kind of like the democratization of ownership, right? So one of the things I'm really excited about and following are these kind of new asset classes that are on the rise where people, individuals can invest in things that they otherwise or beforehand could not have invested in. And I've seen or have and use apps like Rally Road. And what Rally Road is doing is really democratizing ownership of rare, valuable assets. So I can go on to Rally Road and buy piece of a rare asset like a car, or I can buy a piece of the Staples Center floor where Kobe Bryant played his last game. And that is something that really kind of taps into my individuality and my likes and dislikes. And I really get excited about being able to democratize or decentralize investments like that. There's other examples like income share agreements, which are a really cool way for people to plan for funding higher education. And as an investor, I can invest in these income share agreements. And as a parent, I can rely on these income share agreements to kind of help fill that funding gap for going to college or getting an advanced degree. So these sort of new and cool ways to invest in differentiated asset classes is something that I'm really excited about. And I think we'll start to see that become more mainstream. And do you think this is something that's new and still needs to be proven? Or you think at this point, there are a proven method to invest and there's something that in short order, people are going to be talking about as part of their portfolios? Yeah, I think it's proven that these things do work and they are possible. I think what we're going to see change in the coming years is access. Right. So these things were only accessible to the very upper class, exclusive sort of people. And now we're starting to see that access become more democratized. So I think this is something that financial advisors are going to be asked more and more about by their clients. Like, hey, 
what do you think about me getting into this little piece of real estate through Fundrise? You know, and most advisors won't really know what that is. And we'll have to go do some research. But those of us who are really keeping tabs on what technology is coming out, we'll know what these things are all about and whether or not it makes sense inside of a client's portfolio. So Danny, obviously based upon this, clients' expectations are going to change because they're going to have access to these new vehicles, if you will, that they didn't have access to before. How do you foresee this changing the overall client experience as well, the changes in technology that we're seeing? Yeah. So Larry, if you look at the past and how a financial advisor used to interact with her clients, you would see that Typically, the financial advisor was the one approaching the client with an idea, right? Here, we should do this. We should do that. Here's your plan. Let's look at it. And I'm going to be your advisor and give you recommendations. What I think is going to happen now because of the availability and the access on all these technology tools, I think the client is going to start coming to the advisor more often and saying, Hey, Larry, I saw this really cool investment in cryptocurrency. Hey, Larry, I saw this really cool investment in these rare or luxury goods. What do you think? Can I get access to this or should I buy this or should I move this around? And now that there's kind of like just this democratized access to all these things, clients are going to want to be in this more of like a co-creation kind of mode. That's really it, right? We all want to be creating. We all want to be creating wealth. We all want to be creating content. You see a rise in DIY projects, a rise in people creating their own videos. And we're going to want to see that continue and really sort of tap into that being on the advisor side of the business. We want to tap into that client's kind of desire to create, create wealth, create a plan, and let's create it together. I think that's going to really change the way that an advisor interacts with their client. Right. Do you see many changes or technologies? I mean, this sounds like a lot of the things you're seeing are in regard to the actual investment or ways to invest. How do you foresee technology impacting the way that the advisor communicates to the client, for example, or how they interact? Do you see major changes coming down the pike in that regard? I think we're in the midst of them, Larry. And I think you're participating in one right now, right? By creating this podcast, you're creating content that is very sort of individual to you. This is your kind of your voice. You're talking to your clients, your way of creating content. And I think advisors are going to do that more and more. The pandemic sort of pushed us into this what I call involuntary technology revolution. And what that means is that we've had to, all of us, adopt technology in a new way to communicate over video conference, over podcast, over mechanisms that we were not using before. I don't think that is going away. I think advisors are going to continue to create this sort of very individually branded content for their clients. I think that advisors are now able to start 
talking to clients on a national scale, a lot of advisors used to just be local, right? I'm right. going to prospect in within 25 miles of my office because those are the clients I can meet with. Now that we're all meeting over video conference, you can take the type of client that you serve and you can go create a national niche using the technology that's out there like subreddit or a subculture on Instagram or TikTok, you can start taking your niche and going out to find those clients on a national level and meet with them the way we're meeting right now on a video conference, different means of technology. They can keep in touch with you by listening to your podcast. It's really, I think, going to change our industry. It's going to transform it and we're all going to be better off because of it in the long run. I agree. I've been talking recently to a lot of clients, people in the industry, et cetera, that I feel that the pandemic just really pushed technology to the forefront because we need to have a method to work with clients in between those times that we meet or speak with them on the phone. There has to be something that keeps them connected to us, our firm, our brand, our people. And I think podcasts and obviously email, Zoom calls, webinars, there are so many different methods of doing that that the firms that aren't doing that, it's not going to be enough just to have that annual review meeting with a client anymore. It's just not going to work. Yeah. And the, the expectations have changed so much, I believe, that we're never going back to the way things used to be. Now that clients know they don't have to come to the office have the commuting time, find a parking spot. They can just have that same interaction from the comfort of their own home. They're not going back to the way things used to be, right? Especially with this type of relationship. Once the mind expands, it can never go back. I now know that we can sort of co-create, we can screen share, we can work together over video. It would be a very interesting kind of twist to get me to come back to your office. Not that I don't love seeing you, Larry. No, I I agree. I think there's (laughs) going to be some changes. I think you have a certain set of people that will come in no matter what, because that's what they want to do and that's what they're used to doing. And then you have that group that used to do that, but now see, hey, I could do the same thing over video conference and they're great with that. And then we have the people who never came into the office anyway, and we met over video chat and have worked with them that way from the beginning. And we're seeing that change happen in other areas too, right? Like I know you ride Peloton and a lot of people have started doing kind of virtual exercise classes during the pandemic. And now that they know they can achieve their goals from home and they can stay with it, will they ever go back to a commercial gym? Right. Like that is kind of the mindset. I ride with a lot of other advisors in the Fit and Twit community all the time. I'm on and I find out that I'm in a ride with them and we say hello while we're there. So it's just another way. I think you bring up a great point or many points. There's a lot of technology out there. It's changing feverishly. By time this even airs, uh, some of this stuff may be out or it may be outdated. Who knows? Is there any way to forecast what technologies will actually stick around and which won't? I mean, is there any way to even put an indication on that? Here's my philosophy. Every technology sticks around. (laughs) I know that 
that's a kind of a funny way to say it. Every technology, every new technology is going to last. And what's going to happen with it is that it's going to iterate, become better, change, and find its own niche. I'll give you an example or a couple of examples of what I mean by that. So when cryptocurrency first hit the scene, hit mainstream, the claim was that it was going to overtake fiat currency. Goodbye, dollar, hello, Bitcoin, right? Right, yeah. And that does not appear to be the case. It looks more like cryptocurrency is becoming a viable asset class just like a foreign exchange, other currencies, it's becoming a viable asset class. And we see that growing, but it may not replace the fiat currency. That doesn't mean it's going away. It's going to stick around. It's just going to iterate and change versus what we thought it would be. And I think the same thing's going to happen with blockchain. Blockchain was supposed to you know, become this transformational technology that everyone was talking about. And it turns out that the real use of blockchain is sort of back office. It's sort of behind the scenes. Many consumers will never know that they are, you know, whatever is happening behind the scenes is operating on a blockchain. Blockchain. Yeah. Versus a standard ledger. Right. So things they do, I think all technology It has a place and it will stick around and it will continue to iterate. And the way to tell kind of what is going to have the most impact, I believe, is to align the technology with the efficiency that it brings. Let's think about voice. Think about Alexa, right? Right. That's artificial intelligence. That's called conversational AI. So conversational artificial intelligence, where I can ask my device, Alexa, to do something for me, set a timer, set an alarm, remind me of something, create a shopping list, play music. And I can do that hands-free. It's completely frictionless. I can just talk to Alexa using my voice. This is extreme efficiency. It has taken out a whole barrier of usage for me. I can do it while my hands are busy. Sure. That's never going away, right? That because of the efficiency that it adds, I know that that's never going to go away. It's just going to keep growing into other devices, being able to do more for me because it's adding efficiency to what I'm doing on a on a relatively consistent basis. So, I mean, if most of these technologies are going to stick around and just iterate and develop into a better, simpler version of themselves, is there a spot or a place if I'm a client who's very technology savvy, somebody who's really interested in technology in regards to finance, is there a location that I can go to to stay up? on all of these technological advancements in the wealth management arena? There's a couple of different things that I do to stay up to date on technology. There's blogs that I subscribe to and Twitter accounts that I follow, which are constantly giving updates about the newest and latest and greatest technologies like Wired or MIT or CB Insights. They all have fantastic newsletters that come out frequently with updates. But I'll tell you this, the really interesting thing about wealth tech and fintech financial technologies is that I believe most of the trends that we see inside of financial services originate outside of financial services. So I think that if you really want to know what's coming, what's coming next, 
the way to predict it or to get in front of it is actually not to follow financial services. It's to follow what's happening outside of financial services. I bet you, you're going to find the next greatest trend within something that your teenage sons are doing, right? right? Something that they're watching or engaging in or some app that they just downloaded. The social trends that we see happening outside of financial services make their way into financial services on a lag. (laughs) That's the way that I see it happening. So basically what you want to do is look outside of our field, see what's going on out there, and then more or less kind of interpret how that technology outside of our field could be used there. And probably at some point, if it's viable enough and interesting enough, it ends up here is what I'm hearing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I want to pivot for a moment. You and I had chatted briefly at a conference about this, but can you share with our audience what it has been like to be a woman in such a male-dominated field? And I think it's really twofold. One is financial services, and then two, technology. Those are two fields that are typically or male-dominated, if you will, not by my design, but it just kind of works out that way. How have you felt What's been your experiences as a woman in those two areas? Yeah, great question. And it's kind of heavy, right? I mean, you're right. I I have a double whammy in the industry. It's technology and financial services. And I'm a woman. I'm a Hispanic woman. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community. So I have a lot of things kind of stirring around there. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's been difficult. There's been a lot to overcome and there's always challenges and it really never goes away. There's a lot to learn. And I, I'm very appreciative, Larry, of advocates like yourself who have been fantastic pillars for me inside of the industry. But I'll tell you, it's so prevalent. It's hard to kind of even go a day without hearing or experiencing something that just makes you feel like an outsider. And it it takes a lot of energy that I spend trying to fit in or trying to convince myself that I don't need to fit in. But, you know, there's a lot of energy spent on that. I'll give you like my latest story that I've told a couple of people, someone that I was interacting with, a male in the financial services industry. He tried to connect with me. He said, I've always worked with a lot of women. As a matter of fact, some people tell me that I am like a woman because when I go home, I do laundry and dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Hello. your first your first interaction with this individual? Yes. And I'm like, That's Hello, a bit is, bizarre. It, is this thing on? Hello. Right, right. <laughs> so it's always a challenge, but I'll tell you the reason why I stick with it, because in my mind, there is a little Hispanic girl wondering where her place is in the world and where she can be successful. And on some level, I want her to see me on a stage presenting somewhere or in some blog or publication. And I want her to understand that I am her. I look like her. And if she can see it, she can be it. And that's why I get up and do what I do every day. That's a great why. It really is. And I would ask you this. I mean, you've been in the profession and the industry for 15 plus years at this point. I'm hoping that I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you, do you see a difference in how you've been treated and how things are as a woman in these areas since day one to where you are today? Or 
just more of the same? Oh, for sure, there is a difference. 15 plus years ago, I had to very much hide certain parts of myself and my life, whether it be my Hispanic origin or my sexual orientation. I've had to hide a lot of that in the past. I no longer feel at all like I have to do that. I feel like I can talk about it. I can celebrate it. And I do feel now the adversaries or the folks who make you feel out of place are quickly becoming the minority, thankfully. Well, I don't want to minimize the amount of work that we still have to do in this area, but it's nice to see that we have made some progress. And hopefully in another 10 years, hopefully we've even made even more progress. And I appreciate the fact that you're an advocate in this area. It's an area that we've been very supportive of myself personally and as a firm and we want to continue to create these opportunities and allow people like you to be an example for others. And I appreciate you for that. So listen, this is the Midland Money Mindset and we end every show with the same question. So Danny, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? This is embarrassing. I'm going to answer it anyway. What I do every day for at least 10 minutes is I watch TikTok videos and I laugh out loud (laughs) and it just puts me in such a great mood. I'll tell you why. I love people, how creative they are, how fun and unique they are. And it really brings me a lot of joy to just watch people create and just do their thing and dance and forget about life for a minute. And it's just very uplifting, disconnected from a lot of the very serious and troubling things that are going on in the world. And I will continue to do that so long as we're allowed to (laughs) in this country. (laughs) Watch videos for 10 minutes a day. And it's the best thing for my soul, I think. Listen, I think that's great. I mean, it combines two very good things. It combines technology, which you're a guru at, and it combines humor. So what could be better than that? Exactly. Danny, I want to thank you so much for being a guest today. I don't even know if you're aware of this, but you were one of several folks that really inspired me to come out and finally do this podcast. It's something that I heard you talk about many, many times. It took a little bit longer for us to get it off the ground than I would have liked, but I think done is better than perfect, as they say. And we're out here and I appreciate you and your help and encouragement in that arena. And I thank you for being a guest on the show today. Thank you for having me, Larry. I think you have a voice for radio. I think you're doing a great (laughs) job and your clients are really fortunate to have you representing them. Thank you so much, Danny, and make it a great day. Thanks. I want to thank Danny Fava for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. Danny is on the cutting edge of technology in the financial services space. She's frequently sought after for input on the technology being used by advisors and opportunities to use it with their clients. Technology and financial services continues to evolve, and Danny is an active voice to help improve everyone's experience. To learn more about Danny Fava, you can find her on Twitter at ENVDANI and on LinkedIn as well. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. 
make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Please note that returns from some alternative investments involve a high degree of risk and you may lose all or a portion of your investment. Rally Road and Fundrise are not endorsed by CWM LLC.